All right, it's the DT difference. It's 30 years experience in the game. DT systems. E-collars we've been using for a while now, but let's quickly talk about their dummy launchers. They got the Super Pro dummy launcher and the remote dummy launcher. It's a great way for you and your dog to get ready for duck season. Loud bangs. Make sure your dog's cool with gunfire before you use it. But I want you to add it to your repertoire, bag of tricks, and get you and your dog ready for duck season. It's the Super Pro Dummy Launcher by DT. Hashtag man's best kennel. It's Gunner Kennels, baby. It's a kit. We had Addison on the, the podcast, a phenomenal dude, always innovating our industry. And one of the things that he brought up is it's a kit. It's not just the kennel itself. You've got the fan 2.0 for your summer, right? Like it's hot out. We got to keep that dog cool. In wintertime, you got the all weather kit. Keeps that poor body temperature in there so the dog doesn't have to work as hard to stay warm. They also have the magnetic door accessory that keeps that body temperature in there. And then the straps. Everybody thinks like, oh, just go to Home Depot and get the cheapo straps. Well, listen, they developed these straps so that basically you can lift a VW bug with the two straps. So if you were to get in a car accident on the way to the duck blind or the training grounds, that dog is going to be beyond strapped and stay safe. Check it out. Gunner Kennels, baby. Slide into the DMs. We'll hook you up. Force fetch. What is it? It's super intimidating to so many people, yet it's not that difficult. I built a step-by-step process that helps you understand it. You and your dog can be successful in it and it takes the intimidation away of the process so that you and your dog can get to your goals. That's what it's built for. Let me teach you how I do it so that you and your dog can do it. Different breeds, different personalities, problem solving, and more. Check it out. Links in the description. The Force Fetch Course. Baby. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Lone Ducks Gun Dog Chronicles. Thank you for joining us tonight for episode 60, 60. I mean, I can't believe you all listen to all these things. All 60. Thank you so much for tuning in. We've got a great episode up ahead with one of our good friends. But first, let's do a quick thank you to our sponsors. And in fact, I'm staring at a whole pallet in a living room of Yukonuba Sporting Dog and Puppy Blend. So our dogs eat this food fueled up, coats look good, teeth look good. I've seen an increase in energy. I've seen good stools, which is indicative of good food. And I'm really pleased with every part of it. And the also number one thing I think Yukonuba is doing great at is giving back to our sport. They're really pumping time, energy, and passion into the sporting dog. Retrievers, pointing breeds, everything. So big shout out and thank you to them. Next up is Dogtra. Dogtra is a new sponsor. They've been with us since the beginning of April, and it's a product that I stand behind for the last 10 years of my 11 years of my dog training career. I've used almost every single product that they have. I've beat them up. I've lost them in fields during rainy season and found them and plugged them in and they worked. I love them. I use the Edge RT and I also use the 1900S. Those are my go-to RR Deluxe, their remote release system for my wingers. Everything about Dogtra from customer service to their products, top notch. Next up, Traeger Grills. 
smoke them if you got them, baby. We all know Kevin loves smoked meat. It's kind of my go-to joke, but it'll never get old. And I want to give a quick shout out. Traeger just launched a new app that's got tons of great recipes, very user-friendly. And so if you're into that sort of thing and you want to get yourself a Traeger, make sure you get that new app. Uh, Waypoint Outdoor Collective. This is the group that hosts our podcast, and they also host a bunch of other great influencers and podcasts. So check them out at Waypoint Outdoor Collective. And last but certainly not least, Gunner Kennels, baby. And guess what? Our special guest tonight is the owner and innovator of Gunner Kennels, Mr. Addison Edmonds. And we're going to ask him to give his little intro and add, if you will, to Gunner Kennel. So my question to Addison for the ad is, if you had to put one add-on to a Gunner Kennel order, what is that accessory that you can't live without, buddy? Yeah. Um, hey, thanks for having me. Uh, so that is going to be a tie. A tie. I would I would say with seeing our crash test and seeing what we've done with, with real-world accidents, uh, the number one accessory that I would hope that most people order are the are the strength rated tie down straps. I believe that our that our number one selling accessory is the performance pad, which is like a waterproof um, uh, closed cell foam rubber pad that gives a little bit of cushion for your dog in the kennel. So kind of a, a tie there, but heck, if you can buy both, um, they're both really good products. I couldn't agree more. Now, what makes those tie-down straps special? Um, so it's the cam buckle that that, is, uh, that we have on there. It is the two-inch um, actual straps. It's not just like your little one-inch uh, ratchet strap. So actually, ratchet straps uh, we found are, when we did our crash testing, um, they all just ripped in half. And I used to carry a four in the back of my truck all the time with just one-inch ratchet straps. And after seeing those crash tests, uh, if I was to have gotten in a wreck, the four-wheeler would have been out of the truck immediately. But uh, the, the overall strength, the rating of the buckles and the rating of the webbing um, is what is, I guess, integral in the whole system of the kennel. So if you're in a, a rollover, if you're in any type of accident, uh, it keeps the kennel secure to your vehicle and um, and keeps your dog uh, that much more safe, if you will. Cool. Well, thank you for that, buddy. I want to ask another question about or, like, comment and discuss this, but let's get into the show so the ads are all over, everybody. <laughs> now, here's, here's my kicker. There's a lot of pictures on Gunner's social media of someone who's purchased a kennel but then did not strap the dog in yeah what the heck what the heck yeah you know i mean we've been fortunate that i mean i'd say out of um i don't know how many it is it's upwards of two dozen customers that have been in bad wrecks with their kennels and i'd be willing to bet it's only like three or four have actually been strapped in and we've been lucky that um, even if the kennel, if it was in the back of a truck, if the kennel, you know, flew out of the, the truck bed, uh, all the, all, all the wrecks that we've known to date, the dogs have survived and been fine. 
Um, but I just couldn't imagine being in a kennel and, and flying down the, down the highway. So, I mean, it's something that we don't, I have a hard time preaching about it because it is an, an uh, additional expense. And most people, if you're like me, probably think, well, heck, I've got, I've got plenty of straps that I can use and, and it's not that big of a deal. Um, and I just have a hard time basically saying like, no, you need these straps because they're so much stronger. Um, they are expensive. We actually had one customer call and be like, man, you're getting hosed to get your name on those straps. And, and it's, the name getting our logo on the straps are free it's 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 just that good of quality of strap and, and buckle um and so after i'll put it this way after i saw the crash test with my own eyes and multiple versions of it because it took us uh probably half a dozen tries to get the whole system working right between the door the tie down pins the strap and everything um i will never drive my dog gunner first of all not in anything but a gunner kennel, but second of all, not strapped down um, because I think it's yeah. that important from, from what I've seen. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's kind of like you, you you spend all the money, all you had to do is strap it in. So even though, thank you know, thankfully the dogs were good and, and survived and, and okay, but, I mean, just strap that sucker in. You already went this far to do the right thing and buy one. Strap it down, please. Now, I kind of need to take my own advice, and I want your thought on this because I could be totally screwing this up too. I have – I've got a a gooseneck trailer, and the gunner kennel doesn't fit in between the gooseneck and and the truck and all that. And so I have it in my back seat wedged in between a seat, and it's in there good. But do you think I'm failing? You know, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, for the intermediate to be strapped into the, to, to the back seat of a crew cab truck, um, or to not be strapped in, I mean, if it's wedged in, so, so I have a hard time speaking to anything that we haven't crash tested. Um, and we have customers call and say, Hey, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And it's like, because we haven't crash tested and I can't put my recommendation on it. Um, not that mine carries anyway. It's just like as a company, we can't suggest anything that we haven't, that we can't conclusively say like yes or no. Um, right. I would, I, and I think a lot of our customers do have their kennel in the back seat of a, of a truck. Um, if it's wedged in there, I mean, you're, you're doing the best you can in order to strap it down. Um, that's the other part. It's just, it's a little bit tedious to strap them down. Um, just like it's a little tedious to put the kennel together. Uh, so I, I think that, if you were to get in a wreck, a your dog's in the kennel and it's in the cab of the truck and it's and it's theoretically wedged in there, you know it's not like it's going to fly out and roll down the road. Um, so I, I really can't answer definitively yes or no, but I think you're in pretty good shape there. All right, very good. I will continue on my path. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so you know. What I'm going to do real quick is just if people hadn't heard the original episode with Addison, we talked about his relationship with Gunner, his hunting seasons, things like that. And so instead of going through all that again, I kind of want to move on to some fun stuff. And as you may or may not know, via Instagram, we started a Bush Light, Bush Beer, B12 
beer dog challenge. We're one weekend. We've got a ton of submissions for this contest. And it's like basically a trick between you and your dog and a, a bush light. And a lot of people are getting their dog to open up the fridge, go into coolers, find it in a field, all sorts of fun, creative ways to play with your dog during this quarantine COVID stuff. And uh, it was more coincidence, but Addison and Gunner did it as well to a different degree. They they went through like teaching people how to teach their dog to open the fridge. And that's something I've never done. And so in light of the beer dog challenge, we wanted Addison to kind of help us walk through the process of having it be fun and teaching our dog to do this trick. So if you're cool with it, let's kind of, how did you get the idea and how did you work on it? Yeah. So, uh, I was meeting with our marketing team and they're saying, you know, we're all stuck at home. What's, what are some fun things that we can be interactive with as Emily, my wife is our co-founder and what can we do to kind of, uh, relate and, and, and keep, keep people, um, uh, active, I guess. So, so I said, well, what about teaching an old dog a new trick? And, uh, Gunner's about to be 12 and he's pretty set in his ways as I am mine, but, uh, they thought it was good. So they posted something saying, Hey, send your suggestions for teaching Gunner a, a new trick. We're going to start a, a challenge. And so one of the answers was teach him to get a beer out of the fridge. And I thought to myself, um, you know, I, I haven't really tried to teach Gunner any tricks since he was about three or four months old when it was, he was kind of in that training mode and I could basically anything I wanted him to do, I would just give him a retrieve or not, depending on if he did what I wanted him to do. So I said, yeah, that sounds good. Let's do that. A day later, uh, Macy, our, our head of marketing said, okay, you've got till something like three days from now to get it done. And I was thinking in my head, this is going to take me a week. Are you serious? Like, three days? Teach him what... Yeah. And, and <laughs> it was it was like three or five days or something. And, and with being at home with four kids under the age of five and trying to run a company, I mean, I was just like, can we get more time on this? And she was <laughs> like, well, you know, we, we said it would be by next week. So Sunday is, you know, four days from now or three days, whatever it was. And I said, okay, I'll do my best. And, uh, I didn't get around to it until the day we were supposed to submit. Uh, take that back. Two days before we were supposed to send it in, I'd just been busy and I kind of been, I'd been holding it off because a the kids at, in the afternoon. I mean, I'm working all day and in the afternoon. I'm like, okay, I'll teach them what this beer deal is, and um, they're crazy and it's just not good. So I basically thought to myself, okay, I need to first teach them what a beer is and like say beer you know, beer and then give him a retrieve <laughs> when he gets the beer. And then, um, he would poke a hole through it with his mouth. Yep. He's got a soft, like he's got a soft mouth and that was not, that's kind of just natural. Like I didn't, I wasn't really hard on that type of training, but, um, it scared him. So I thought, well, I'll put a, a huggy or a koozie over it and that'll help. And also hell, this is the, the Gunner Kennels koozie. So, um, then I, I mean, it literally happened in five minutes. I didn't even know my wife was, was filming me uh, until I looked up because Gunner, Gunner, he was kind of confused by it. He was whining a little bit like, 
like, I don't know what you want me to do, but I want that tennis ball at the end of this trick. And so I basically like within, within five minutes, I was like, this is a beer. I was like, get me the beer. And he'd bring it to me and I'd throw him a tennis ball. And then I'd show him, I'm like putting it in this fridge and I tied a, uh, <laughs> a piece of cloth to the fridge. And I'm like, now get me the beer. And he did it and I'd give him the retrieve. And then like, I tried to do it again. And he was, he'd pulled the cloth, uh, from the wrong angle so it wouldn't open the fridge and i mean but literally within 15 minutes like i had him doing it on a repeatable basis it wasn't perfect i, I didn't cheat any but it wasn't you know it, it wasn't like a, wasn't like a retrieve where you can like judge on what was perfect but i looked at my wife i was like if i'd have known it was this easy he'd be making me cocktails by now because <laughs> it literally took like 15 <laughs> minutes to, to get him to give me a beer and then we kind of dropped it and a day later she's like all right i gotta get the real you know, shot of it or whatever. And the kids were screaming in the background and I, she wanted, I'd been training him like directly in front of the fridge. Um, and I couldn't, I mean, it couldn't have been more than 15 rep, uh, repetitions. And she said, I want you to sit on the couch in the other room. And I was like, I think that's going to mess things up, but we'll try it. And it took a couple tries, but I mean, I, I finally got him to sit right there. Gunner, go get me a beer. He went and got it and brought it back. And, um, besides the, the kids screaming in the background, uh, Turn out pretty good, I think. But we should do I it. Think so I think mean, too. We should we should do a bush light and enter the challenge. You should, hundred percent. So, the hard part for me is how did you get him to tug on the rope and get get it open? Uh, that's a good question. I don't. I think I just showed him like I I put the I was like here's the beer. I opened the fridge and I put it in there and then I tied, uh, I tied the, uh, little towel onto the fridge and I just said, get it. And he just kind of figured it out. It was actually a lot easier in the first five times. I think because the direction I was coming from, he would, he would pull on it to where it would open the last Mm -hmm. like 10 times I was trying to get it. He would go to the other side and he would basically just pull, um, at it from the wrong angle. And that was a little bit challenging, but I mean, I, I told Emily, I was like, look, give me an hour. Like, I want to go outside. I want to train them with this is what a beer is. And I want to go inside. I want to train them with this is how you open a fridge. We just, with all these kids, we didn't have that luxury. And she was like, just get it done. I was like, all right, fine. It's not going to be perfect, but I think we can get it done. So, I don't know. The dog's probably smarter than his handler, but um, well, that's not a problem. Probably for sure is. But uh, he figured it out in pretty short order. Now you've you've done you've done a couple other cool tricks with him where he he'll fetch a bumper like jump up into a tree and things like that like how'd you make that one happen? That was yeah that was when he was younger. I wish I could do that with him again. So um, I think I was teaching him. I mean he could have been six or eight months old, uh, and I was just teaching him up. So I taught him I taught him it's deep, meaning the duck is holding on to some grass under the water and you got to actually dig your head down in the water and look for it. And for some reason, I thought it'd be a good idea to teach him like up. And so I'd put a dummy, uh, hanging from a, a branch and say up, up, up. And he would just climb up the tree. And, and it was initially like four feet. And then, uh, as he was like one or two, I think we were down on the Gulf coast at, at Emily's, uh, at her parents' house in Pascagoula, Mississippi. I put Emily on my shoulders and she put the dummy as high as she could on this old uh, oak tree. And, and I said, up, up, up. And he literally, I mean, he damn climbed that thing so high 
that when he came down, I was I was legitimately concerned about his shoulders uh, of landing yeah. that hard. But I mean, he did it fine, and he was young enough. But um, no, he would he would he would literally do anything that I would tell him because he knew he'd get a retrieve at the end of it. I, I think that uh, I had him dive to the deep end of the pool by by telling him. I actually, took a beer and cracked it open, an empty beer can, and cracked it open, and let it sink to the bottom of a pool. And uh, and said deep, 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 and he went down and got it. And I mean, he's just a—he's uh, one of those special dogs that I guess can figure it out on his own without <laughs> little guidance from me. That's fantastic. That's so good. So a long time ago, we were at a guys' weekend after college. A bunch of us met up, and it, me, Memphis, and and my buddy Condon got there early. And we're, you know, drinking and having fun and catching up. And he's like, did your dog do any tricks? I'm like, not really. I mean, she's just duck hunting, you know. Those yeah. are her tricks. Like, I don't even think I taught her how to shake. Yeah, she retrieves a, t- a duck, stops on a whistle. I mean, that's pretty cool stuff. So he's like, well, do you think you could teach her to get a beer? I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. So taught her fetch, right? She was already forest fetched. She'd pick up the beer can and like you said she'd pop it and so now we're like oh this is awesome we got a a friend here sh- you know to help us shotgun these beers so now we're shotgunning beers and things are getting a little out of hand but she figured out how to be gentle <laughs> she figured out how to be gentle with them and i could cast her like you know a right back and she'd spin to the right and go to the cooler and i'd send her to the left and she'd go to the left and go to the cooler and all night long now that as guys are coming in, it was like, oh, you need a beer? Hold on, Memphis, back. And she'd run to the cooler, yeah. get him a beer, and come back. And she wasn't cracking them anymore. And so when it was time to do this challenge, I'm like, oh, I wonder if she remembers this. So had her hold it, good dog. I put it out, sent her on it, and she picked it up, cracked it. Well, I guess I got a shotgun the beer. Boom. And that, we're having a riot, laughing and just – I got her going. She finally remembered how to pick them up good and gentle. And then I'd screw up my lines and it's like, dang, I already cracked this beer. I guess I'm going to have to finish it. <laughs> yeah. 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 We went through we, that a couple of times where he, he'd bring me a beer and I would, I would crack it open and start drinking it. And she goes, that wasn't good. Do it again. I'm like, well, okay. Got an extra. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. We had a lot of fun with the challenge and, we've had a lot of really good submissions that I'm pretty impressed with that really I don't, I'm sure I could figure it out in time, but to hear that you and he did it in like 15 minutes is impressive. Yeah. That's no reflection of me as a dog trainer. That's all him. Uh, what's the, what's the, what's the best one you've seen so far? There was a, there were two that stick out in my head right now. One was a German short-haired pointer that was, like, flawless. Opened the door, grabbed him a beer, brought it to him, went back to the fridge door and closed it all by himself. And it was just, like, instantaneous, smooth as molasses. The dog, it looked like he had done it a thousand times over his life. I mean, so smooth. Yeah. And then there was another guy who he's sitting next to his dog in a chair, and he, like, took time to video this right like it wasn't just like a a quick one 
he had like special lines and he sent his dog for the retrieve and it goes in a, uh, a cooler behind him, grabs it, brings it out and he cracks it, and he goes, Bush. <laughs> and then starts drinking. I'm like, dude, this guy nailed it. He's, he's a natural. So those were the two good ones. Um, you had a good one. I think, think you shared the one today where the guy said he was going to try and race his dog. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah. So today we had a guy in his poodle, and he he was going to basically he hit a bumper for the dog, and he his wife hid him a beer, and the two of them are running around a field trying to find this stuff <laughs> before the other one. And, you know, just people having fun with their dogs, man. I mean, that that's all that matters, and it's it's been fun. It's been a good contest. Yeah, that's great. I'm trying to yeah. think of and like, I, if I can – do you think it would be worth it to try to – Put like a different beer somewhere and, and then a bush somewhere else. Be like, Gunner, go get the bush. Like, can I train him to figure out the different? I guess it, it'd be impossible to actually, like he can smell it or something. So I was thinking of doing the same thing. Like, how can I put, you know, Natty Light on one side and Bush Light on the other and like somehow yeah. get her. And like when she goes to the left, like, no, no. And then, you know, push her over here. I don't know. I, I'm sure I could figure it out. I, I wonder if with like different I, koozies or something, like different color koozies, uh, like a camo koozie, so you can see like the strange coloring and like not a koozie or something. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Be a, a bottle, a bottle and a can, but then it, it, you're just kind of cheating because it's not. Just, it's two different things. I mean, at one point when Gunner was little, I'd put my keys in one corner of the room. I'd put my phone, and I thought it was so cool. I had this waterproof phone. There's a the old flip phone that was waterproof. I'd put that in one corner. Nice. I'd put like a rolled up sock in another corner, and I'd, I'd put a can of snuff in the other corner, and I'd say, Gunner, come here. And I'd say, Go get my keys. And he would go get, like, literally, I could name it all, and he would do it. And I was like, This is the damn smartest talk I've ever seen. <laughs> Dude, I love it. That's the stuff with my first dog, Buck, I would do weird things like that and the things they can comprehend like i'm sure if they can if you can tell a dog like go get my keys or you know get me a beer there's no reason they can't distinguish uh, a blue can versus a a silver can i I don't know maybe that's going to be my next challenge this week i'm going to try and get her to differentiate it yeah, one of these days these dogs are going to go, uh, I'm already diving in frozen water to go pick up this dead bird. Can you lay off these stupid human tricks? <laughs> uh, That's right. <laughs> you keep trying yeah. to make me do. What, they're going to wonder when quarantine's over so we can get back to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. That's awesome. Well, thank you for diving into that. I think I think I need to teach a dog how to do the, the door opening trick. I mean – it's impressive and hilarious and that's next level. Everybody it is next level. I, I'm shocked that it only took fifteen minutes, but I, I'm impressed. At this so, point, Bob, I feel like do, it's a race. Like can you do it in fifteen minutes? I don't think so, dude. I really don't. The whole tugging on the, the rope thing is what has me bewildered and then closing it behind them, like that's impressive. Well it it closed on itself, and honestly, like like I said, he picked up on that the first five times, and then he kind of, for some reason, lost it the next. So like, 
he he just gets really excited and and um i mean he he got it right away to for him to tug it and i think i started him like this so i had a uh a little a little towel like a hand cloth tied to it and i started off by putting the tag end of the cloth in between the gasket of the door and the fridge because you know these new fridges are like harder to open because they've got such a good seal yeah so i put yep. the the i put it in between there so it was, op- it was easier so he learned like okay you pull this the door opens and um and then after he learned that i stopped doing that and he was able to just he figured out like i pulled this and it opens the hardest part was him I'd have like it was like some sriracha sauce or something on the bottom <laughs> by where the beer was, and I'd and uh, it's a different tangent, but I've got some dog food that I keep in the fridge for him. It's a different type of dog food, and he'd get in there and start sniffing around all of these leftovers and, and some fried fish, and and he was <laughs> he, I think he was a little bit uh, he was like, well, do I need to get this beer for him or should I just go ahead and try to start eating my dinner? But yeah, no, it was, <laughs> it was relatively easy. Um, for how hard I thought it was going to be, but yeah, we can move on. Well, I before uh, we before I guess we do before that, we I, move on, yeah. Sorry, Bob. <clears throat> uh, be, before we move on, uh, two questions: one, what is your beer of choice, and two, is there a next trick lined up for Gunner? Yeah, well, I um, I don't drink a ton of beer, and when I do, I'm usually like fishing or or uh, yeah, mostly fishing, and so. Uh, I still am in the old college, college days ways where I'm, I drink natural light, and if I'm if I'm messing with the boat or trying to reel in a fish or something, and I spill it, it's no big deal. Um, I'm not I'm not a beer snob or anything, but yeah, I, I pretty much drink anything um, if I'm drinking beer. And then the next challenge, I think I saw there was two of them that came in. One of them was get them to sh- to close the door. And one of them was to get them to turn the lights off. And um, I haven't had time to think about which one I want to do next, but it's probably going to be one of those one of those two unless y'all have got other suggestions. I like to turn the lights off. That would be does, – does Gunner sleep in your bed with you? No. He, uh, he either sleeps in the garage in like a bottom half of a kennel um, or sometimes he manages – he probably would learn – close the door a whole lot easier because he sure as hell has learned how to open the door. He can, he'll sneak in at night. And, uh, if we don't close the door to the backyard all the way, he'll just push his way through and open it. Oh um, man. And then I've got a little Yeti, Yeti dog bed for him that he sleeps in, like in my office. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking it'd be awesome to be like laying in bed and be like, Oh man, you know what? Uh, gonna grab the light, will you? And have him like jump off the bed, yeah. turn the light off and, you know, jump back out of the bed. Yeah, we'll figure yeah, no, out. that's good. I, I might, I, I'm gonna have to try them both. They're probably gonna take me longer, but, um, but I'll, I'll still try it. Yeah, that's cool. cool. I'll think of another one between now and the end of the episode. Um, so, what I wanted to talk about next is about your company, and we, we got to sit down at Shot Show this past February. I think it was. It's flown by. But one of my favorite parts of our discussion that you and I had was your drive and passion for innovation and how yeah. that mo- motivates you and pushes you. And, you know, you've done a phenomenal job building a company. It's been exciting, a lot of great things. You've made a name for yourself, but, but boom, I want to keep innovating. 
and that that resonates with me and so i know that you can't probably divulge everything but what can you divulge on striving for innovation products that you're thinking of and and working on anything and anything you want to talk about is is cool with us yeah so um it's been a good year so far as a good end of last year so this the last let's see my daughter just turned five and we, we launched the website the day she was born she turned five in march so we're five years old as a company we just hired a phenomenal CEO to come in and steer the ship and, and lead the company. So I've been having to try to be a CEO and, and the leader of the company while also trying to develop new products, which mostly have been around um, accessories and, and different size kennels and all kennel related. But I, I saw pretty early on that the pet product space, in my opinion, and this is not necessarily like a, uh, I'm not talking about the hunting dog space. I'm just talking about more of the pet product space. A lot of it is just junk. Uh, it's just right. cheap, cheap made stuff that's not made to last and dogs will chew up whatever it is. And they're going to buy another one because it's cheap MSRP. And, and, um, you know, I appreciate quality and anything that I'm doing. And I think number one is just like, you know, if you're if you're an offshore fisherman, if you're a if you're a waterfowler, you you have to have the best equipment because it's going to fail when you need it most and in the harshest of conditions. And so the appreciation of quality has kind of always been instilled in me. And I thought to myself, I think that others, just like with the kennel, when I was like, others are going to appreciate the quality in a dog kennel. Uh, I mean, I, I keep in mind, I originally thought we were going to make this kennel and we we're going to retail it at $350. And even that was a huge stretch. Now our intermediate kennel sells at five ninety nine, um, and we can't make enough of them still, but it's because people appreciate the quality and I've still got a lot of quality issues that I'm trying to work out with, the, with that kennel itself. I mean, this whole time I've been trying to run the company, manage all these kids we've had and come up with new products. And so now I'm so relieved that, you know, we just moved into a, a much larger warehouse and office, and we've got a team of 18 phenomenal uh, employees. And um, I'm now able to focus most of my time on new product development. So we're going back. We're looking at our current QC issues, our current kind of frustrations with any accessory or just the kennel itself, while also looking at what are some other products that need innovation. Basically, the same recipe that we did with the kennel was take take your $60 kennel the plastic kennel that, that that that's all that was out there and make it the best take all your frustrations with it every single problem you've got and make it the absolute best um, so our next product that we're going to be launching in August is a uh, a high-end dog food container so I've always uh, for lack of better words hated the dog food container that I use and um, I went in and, and identified, okay, so the gasket ends up dry rotting. And, and if, if it's in the back of your truck while you're traveling, water's going to get in it and ruin your dog food. It's very hard to carry. It's, uh, it'll slide around when you're traveling with it. I, I needed a dog food container that I can take from my shop or garage to my truck and go travel with. And so I think we've got a pretty jam up product that we're going to be releasing. We're still... Um, we're about 98% there, 
Um, and so I'm really excited about that, but that's going to launch us into outside of the kennel. You know, we're, we, we've taken, we've gone from gunner kennels and we're, we're going to turn into just gunner because we're not going to be just kennel related products. And I've got about 35 products that I am planning on doing. They're not, you know, in order to hit a home run, you can't do all 35 of them at the same time. Um, I've got to focus on two or three at a time while also going back and fixing current issues with our current products. Cause I'm not here to say that we're perfect. I mean, we're, a, we're a small, I'm 33 years old. We're a small family run operation and we're doing the best we can, but you know, I've made some mistakes along the way and I want to make those right because it's got the gunner name on it. I want it to be perfect. I want to be proud of it. And while running the company and growing and, and with, our, our sales demand for the last five years, you know, we've put products out there that I still think need improvement. So um, it's kind of a mixture where I'm being able to focus my time on uh, on new product development and, and, and also uh, our current product line. And we want to be very consumer involved. I mean, um, we want, we want to, I think we do a pretty good job at involving customers or consumers or whatever um, with their opinions. And, um, I want to, we've started a program where we're reaching out to current customers, um, for their input, because I think to be a world-class consumer brand that we're striving to be, you can't just ignore, you know, I can make a product that's going to be perfect for me in my situation, but I, I, I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I've got one dog. That doesn't mean that everybody lives in the Southeast that we're selling products to and has one dog. I and mean, we're just, we're trying to have a happy balance there of um, how can we make the best possible dog products for our core consumer? So it's really exciting. I mean, I, I've, I've been able to spend, spend more of my time and focus on products and um, it's really where I'm happiest and best. I'm not that great at running the company. Um, so now I can push that off to Joe, our new CEO, that's really good at running the company and making sure we're mo the most efficient that we can be. And also being able to set ourselves up for scalability, for growth, for, um, you know, taking our company to the next level. Sorry, I might've gone off on a tangent there. Not at all. That was awesome. I think yeah, the thing that, it, it... Go, ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say, it's really exciting. Yeah, it is. And then again, this it goes back to our conversation at SHOT Show. I appreciate always striving to make it better. Always not feeling uh, like complacency would be one word, but not content. Like, hey, we built a great kennel. We built a great company. We're content. No, let's keep pushing the pace. Let's keep innovating. Let's keep getting better, improving, and and not falling back on your, you know, what you've already built and just being content. So that's one thing. When I started Lone Duck, we were this t-shirt company and I sold t-shirts and hats and fleece vests. And then I wanted all American made leather products. So I made collars and leashes and, and then I wanted to make a big, beautiful orthopedic dog bed that was, rustic and nostalgic and i mean i poured tons of finances and finding a man you know person to manufacture them and test them and so 
even though I never, the company didn't go that route. Like it, it's, it was hard, man. It was really hard to find people who would give you the quality that you expect. Yeah. And it was hard to, you know, tweak things and, and envision better and, and push the envelope. And I don't know, I, my hat's off to you because every time you turn around, you guys are doing something new and creative on social media, building community, giving back to our sport, which I talked about with you, Kanuba, and how much I appreciate that with them. You guys are doing that for us as well. Um, so I think the thing that stands out to me the most is continuously being an innovator. So I'm excited. Like I'll, I'll be buying the food containers. I mean, it's one of those things where I need food containers when we're traveling to hunt tests and I'm on my Southern trip and I've got a, a adult blend and a puppy blend and a this and a that. And I can't have, I mean, that, if you think about it from a business standpoint, that's profit margin. If I lose a bag of dog food, that's 50 bucks. And then another bag, 50 bucks and another bag. Like I can't deal with that. I want it to be good, clean, I need it to be right. So for the yeah. average Joe, maybe for a one dog guy, one bag's no big deal. But if I lose several bags in a week, that sucks. So yeah. that, that's, that's a neat, neat product. That's the fine line too, is like the most extreme, the most hardcore, uh, user of, of our product is, is someone like you when it's also hard to tailor to, uh, to, to someone that's running 10, 20 dogs at a time versus like your weekend warrior, because there's two different sets of needs there. But also it's kind of like, I think I remember hearing when I was starting the company, it was like, I think Chris Aiken said, like the waterfowlers, if, if, if a product is good enough for waterfowlers, it's good enough for anybody because it's like the hardcore, they're going to, they're going to put it to the test. They're going to put it to the most extreme elements and, and uses and so, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it takes some input, but it's also just, it, like you said, it's, it's harder than it seems to just come up with a new product. And when I was designing the, the original intermediate gunner kennel, I had sold my last company that I started out of college and I was working just any kind of job I could to, to be able to support me and my wife in terms of, I was cutting down trees. I was doing plumbing. I was doing electric, I was doing any work I could just to pay the bills while, I mean, I was able to focus most of my time on designing this kennel. Fast forward five years, most of my time has been spent on trying to run the company and I haven't been able to focus as much on product development, but you know, I can't, I definitely am not here to, to take the, uh, to take credit for the marketing side, the community side, the brand side. Like we've got a, an all-star team of people that, have taken this brand and the community involvement to another level. And the fact that we're all so lean and we're still such a small company and we can shift, we can literally shift our, our marketing plan or we can change any type of plan within the company overnight um, makes it a lot easier in terms of like, we don't have a, 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 a gigantic five-year plan that's set in stone that we have to, you know, abide by. It's a, it's a new world every week. And so, um, 
I think the team we've got in place, you know, everybody's done a phenomenal job in terms of taking ownership and, and really everybody works I mean, 24 seven. Um, nobody's here just for a, an eight to five type role. That's cool. Now, one of the things, and forgive me for not remembering exactly. So I'd like you to expand on it, but during this time of craziness, Gunner has given back to the the world, right? So if you tag so-and-so who's in the line of fire with the COVID, you know, we're going to be donating. Tell us a little bit about your community outreach. Yeah. So we've always, you know, I just, we want to be good people. Like I'm not here to say we're like, I'm not trying to be a, you know, preach to the choir or anything, but if there's ever, if there's ever anybody in need that we have found like, uh, special ops, there's, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a company over in North Carolina called Sal special operations for wounded warriors where they identify, uh, veterans that need a dog that are, that are, you know, they were special ops guys. And, um, I met them at SHOT Show two years ago. And when they told me their story and how, how these dogs are changing, um, these veterans lives, I just told them, I said, look, anytime you need a kennel for any of those dogs, you call me and we'll, we'll send it over. And so it's a, it's just a, you know, you've got to be, you've got to help out a little bit. Um, we, we, we always try to do stuff like that after these tornadoes came through Nashville before all the Corona stuff, um, the, the local shelter had called, I think the mayor's office had called and said, we, we need some kennels for, um, uh, this local shelter, all these displaced dogs. We don't know what to do with them. And we lo- we literally within an hour loaded up a trailer full of dog kennels and drove them over there and just dropped them off and, you know, didn't, we, I don't want anything in return for that. Um, uh, I think right now we're doing, and, and also just the, the conservation side of it, we are, um, in tune with it. And we're, I think we've sent out surveys and trying to identify what the top conservation, um, nonprofits are that we can start, um, uh, donating money or time or resources to. But, uh, right now we are, uh, I think that, I think it's, uh, nominate somebody that's, you know, a frontline worker that has a dog and needs a kennel. And I think that they're picking them out every week. I could be wrong. I don't, I, I don't keep up with our social media very much, but, um, and donating a kennel to that. We just got out of a meeting a couple hours ago where we're going to be, um, I think within the next week or two, uh, you can, within your order from Gunner Kennels, you can round up to the nearest dollar and we're going to match it. And we've identified, um, a couple different nonprofits that, are are really in need right now i think there's one from kids that had subsidized uh, meal plans through school that are now don't have those meals and their parents are out of work where we're trying to you know donate money to to keep them fed and um, also some some shelter type um, non-profits but you know it's just a it's a sense of of giving back and and um i don't it our heart is not in it to to try to get the the notoriety for it or whatever. It's just, it's the right thing to do. And if we've got a platform to be able to show some exposure on some topic or another, we're going to do it and, and try to help in, you know, whatever small or big way we can. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. And I, I appreciate you saying it's not for the notoriety because I'm, I, I know it's not, it's, it's coming from a good place, but it's nice to 
have our listeners hear that you're not a money-making machine. You're giving back to not only waterfowl and, and upland hunters and, and our little niche we all have doing what we love with our dogs, but you're giving back to coronavirus people. You're giving back to wounded warriors and and then local communities. I mean, it's it, it's about having a heart, and that means a lot to me. And again, when we align ourselves, I, I hope our listeners and our, our fan base understands that we don't al- lone duck doesn't align ourselves with the highest bidder of who's going to pay us, right? Like we don't, we, we align ourselves with the best people. And I mean, people and companies and, and products and customer service and relationships where I live off of relationships, not a dollar bill. So the fact that Gunner Kennels has been so good to us as we've grown and developed as a company or Yukonuba or Dogtra with our 10 year relationship, like it's friendships and relationships that we've built that mean more than anything else. So I just went off on a tangent, but it makes me feel good to represent and tell people to support a company who does just that as well. They support, they care. And so it means a lot to me, man. I I appreciate it, bud. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's about doing the right thing, and this, this damn world's so crazy right now. It's just, you know, do whatever you can to help. We, we're definitely not in a position to be donating tens of thousands of dollars, but, you know, if we have a, a platform to, to, to help out in any way, we're going to try to do that. And it's, and that is, that's from our team. I mean, I don't, I don't sit around and think, how can we help? Like, I'm, when I hear the ideas, I'm like, yes, well, that's a great idea to do it, but I'm not trying to take credit for, um, for that part of it, it's just um, we've got a good team that cares about the community and and you know the current situation. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. Um, as we move forward into 2020 duck season, do you and Gunner is Gunner still going to be able to hunt this upcoming year? Right? You think? Hopefully. Yeah, I mean the last the last four years, I thought uh, this is going to be his last season. Two years ago, um, his, the last day of, of duck season, we didn't shoot one duck. And I thought, man, I'm going to have to retire this dog on the worst hunt I've been on in a while. And then this last season, we started in Canada and just had some jam-up hunts with uh, with frontline waterfowl TJ. Um, and, I mean, I, I texted my wife one afternoon we killed like a 12 man limit in like 30 minutes and gunner was just on fire <laughs> i texted her i said uh holy cow i said I, you know i could i can retire gunner right now and be okay with it because i'm always worried that you know i'm gonna he's gonna be 13 years old and i'm still dragging him out there and it's gonna damn near kill him because i mean even two or three years ago i'd take him hunting on a hard weekend with an eight man limit for two or three days in a row and ice and water uh he couldn't walk for the next couple of days and I've got him on a good regiment of, of, uh, of some medicine and, and food. And, and he's actually, he's in better shape now than he's, and he's always been in phenomenal shape, but I'm just talking about his overall like joint health. It, he's better off now than he was two years ago. And, um, I think we're going to get a, at least another season out of him. And, you know, I'm cognizant of, okay, I don't need to hunt him two days in a row, or I don't need to hunt him three days in a row. If he, if, if, if he has a hard run, 
you know, one day with a lot of ducks, uh, don't hunt them the next day. But, um, yeah, we're going to start off next year in Canada again. And, um, you know, travel has all kind of been pushed to the side right now, but I'm definitely planning on, on, um, hunting him. I mean, the last day of the season, we're in Kentucky this year and I don't think he's ever retrieved a black duck as to my knowledge. And to finish out a five-man limit, we shot a black duck, and he went and got it. And it was a hard hunt. It was deep water, and it was blind retrieved, and it was just hard for an old dog. And I, I saved that duck. It was about three of us that shot it. And one of my buddies was like, I'm going to mount that duck. I was like, man, if it's, if it's all the same, like, let me, let, me, let me pay for it. Let me do something. This, that very well could be his last duck, and I'd love to mount that duck. Um, and I think we're going to need another season out of him, but – would be cool I, after that thought process because I was like, you know, I, I've only mounted one or two ducks that he's retrieved, and that was before I started this company where I thought, man, next year, depending on how much I get to hunt, I would love to – and granted, I don't get to hunt that much anymore. I mean, I'm talking a dozen times <clears throat> maybe, but, um, you know, take one duck from every hunt and mount it or at least save it in the freezer, and I think it would be – I think we could do something cool with um, potentially his last season. Of course, my wife is going to say, you've been saying this for three years, and now you're trying to fill up our freezer with a bunch of ducks that you want to mount and spend all this money on. But, yeah, no, I mean, short answer. I gave you the long answer. Short answer is, yeah, we should get another season out of him, if not two Good. more, uh, God willing. Yeah. What are you doing for his joint health? You mentioned supplements and, and food. What did you do different? Man, I'm I'm uh, I'm running him a lot, and I'd like to say that I'm actually running. Well, I am now. When when all this Corona stuff started, we started a company wide running club where everybody can track their their running and stuff. And I've never been a big runner, but so I'm running him. But I used to be I'd get on the golf cart and run him every afternoon. And um, but I've got him uh, I've got him on this medicine called Adequin, and it's a shot that you give him every 20 days, and it's made for like old racing horses. And it's, it's unbelievable the difference that it makes. And, uh, I can even tell like around the 19th or 20th day, he has a hard time getting up the stairs from the garage. Um, but I, I give him that shot and he's back to, I mean, he, he sheds off like five years and I've, you know, wow. I didn't know any better raising him and he was always jumping up into the truck bed and jumping down out of the truck bed. And that jumping down part is – he's got worse front shoulders than he does hips. And uh, right. if I could do it all over again, I'd never let him. And now I, I try not to, and he hates me trying to grab him and let him down. He doesn't like any of the dog ramps that I've tried. But, um, yeah, no, it's that. And what else do I give him? I think Remedil is kind of a uh, – it's a pain reliever but also a inflammation uh, deal that I give him yep. when he needs it. I think, I think it's hard on dog's liver. So I don't, I try not to give it to him unless we're like have a hard day of working, but um, it's just, it's just also being more cognizant of it and just keep an eye. If he's looking like he's sore, don't overwork him. Um, yep. And being, you know, he's never going to say, Hey, I can't, I can't do it. He's always going to try. So it's, it's, the onus is on me to, to be responsible. And if, if I can tell that he's getting tired or anything, that I don't need to make him, do anything that I think is going to, you know, make him suffer. No doubt about it. All right. Well, Addison, thank you so much. Is there anything that you'd like to add 
for Gunner Kennels. This is your second ad of the night. So leave everybody with a tasty treat um, where they can find you or Gunner Kennels and, and all the good stuff you guys are doing. Yeah, no, I, I, I just want to uh, say everybody be, be healthy and smart during this, these weird times. Um, we do have a Facebook. It's called the discussion den. I think it's a private group, but anytime we're going to release a new product, we're going to um, launch it there first. So last night we just announced that we're doing customized nameplates. We've got a laser engraver that we can put your dog's name on a nameplate that goes on the kennel door. Um, and we launched it kind of a soft launch through that discussion den. And we probably are not going to release, you know, the, the announcement to the world for another week or so. And so I think if I could plug anything, it's, look up that Facebook discussion then there's a lot of good conversations going on um, with people trying to figure out best situation for their dog or their kennel or their vehicle. And also that, you know, a chance to get to, to, to hear um, when we're going to launch products first is going to be on that Facebook group. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being a part of our show again. Always enjoy hearing from you and chatting with you, bud. So stay safe, stay well. Give old Gunner a pet for all of us here at Lone Duck, and uh, stay tuned for more from you guys. Hey, Patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters is a community that we built to help you and your dog on your journey to next duck season. There's videos that don't hit YouTube. There's happy hours where we drink a couple beers and I answer your questions every other week. And by the way, if you join between now and September 1st, you're entered to win a hunt with me and Kevin and other Patreon members. So jump in. Let's go. Join the community. We appreciate it. And we'll see you there. Hey listeners, Nick Larson here, host of the Bird Shop Podcast. As fans of this show, you may be interested in the conversations on the Bird Shop Podcast, where we discuss all things upland hunting, from upland birds and their habitat and conservation, to the shotguns, bird dogs, and gear used to pursue them. Whether you're a seasoned upland hunter or just getting started and wanting to learn more, I interview a wide range of guests, each with their own unique perspective and valuable experience to share. If you're on the hunt for more upland hunting conversation, please consider subscribing to the Bird Shop Podcast today. Thank you.